everyone. Hi. What's new? What's up? Well, we the biggest news I think is the Dodgers. Or the LA news. LA the biggest LA news. Yeah, the Dodgers won last night the World Series, which is a big deal because mm-hmm. it's been many years. I'm gonna see how many years it's been just yeah. to add that. But how did you find out that they won? Well, I I wasn't watching. I actually forgot that they were playing, but <laughs> we heard the bar down the street has an outdoor essentially it feels like a stadium and so that the crowd went wild and oh, yeah we have like an outdoor sports like they yeah they made their uh, their driveway parking lot into like a very makeshift they know they did a great job there are now but it's like big slanted. tvs oh, it's and better. stuff i, I want to go there i was mad when's the world cup that when's i wasn't the next there world cup well, they're always showing, um, like, British soccer there. We should go. I do love me some soccer. Yeah. But that's, I found out the same way that I found out about the Lakers, because the Lakers, mm. people were cheering, and I Googled it. Isn't that amazing, though, to find out about something because it's outside your window? Totally. That happened to me, too, last night. I heard cheering, 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 and I literally was just... It was like the podcast had just hit Spotify, so that's where I was. I was on my couch being like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. And then um, I heard cheering outside, and I was like, oh wait. And then I googled uh, Dodgers World Series, yeah. but I didn't know it was the last game. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they won. And then I was like, <laughs> but I kept trying to do different Google things. And it was amazing because the news hadn't updated yet. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I wasn't seeing the actual stories. It was just like the score. Um and I could also hear people crying. Oh, my God. Like, I heard... Because there was this tone of, like, celebration. There was a real running in the street by yeah, our I had house that too. yelling. <laughs> I had a group. It was, like, men and one girl. Like, you could tell. Like, uh-huh. it was, like, these guys and, like, a, kind of like a girl along for the ride. Um, but it was, like, I could... But they were running down. And I ended up yelling back. <laughs> like, they were running down the street. And they were, like, yeah, yeah. They just kept saying, yeah. Like, they didn't change that. And then I... I was like, let me add a little remix. And then I like yelled out my window and I was like, LA forever. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, yeah. And they just got like more riled up. Oh, I remember it was like a single firework and they were like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it was just really cute. Okay, so that Dodgers haven't won since 1988. Okay. Wow. 32 That's a long years. fucking time. That's a long time. No wonder everyone's crying. A lot of people were riding. like, I've been waiting my whole life. And now I understand why. Dodgers. I get it. I get it. I called my parents and I thought they would be really excited. My mom picked up my dad's phone and it was like, she was like, your dad's in the bathroom. <laughs> and then my dad, you're trying to celebrate. Yeah. My dad shuffled out and was like, oh yeah, they've been up for a while. I figured. So your dad wasn't like, He was like, he was happy. I thought he would be I love way more excited. And then my parents were like, we're walking to the grand opening of Target. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. They have their minds on other... I guess there's one in Santa Monica opening. Damn, Santa Monica parents, you guys. I know. Um, What has your experience been with, like, L.A. sports? Like, Dodgers? Because the Lakers won this month, too. So everyone... The sports heads are like, L.A. is where it's at again. Well, I was emotional. The Lakers I was emotional for. Because of the Kobe. Because Kobe, yeah. Yeah. Um, And it also was, like, a marker of time where I was like, oh, okay... I found out about Kobe, and we all did, in January. Mm-hmm. And then now it's been this long, and they've achieved this title. It just felt mm-hmm. like a, holy shit, we're in, we're in whatever, fucking September? Like, yeah. I was like, I can't believe <laughs> using it. Using Lakers clock, using a Lakers <laughs> clock. Lakers events. <laughs> Everything in my house is purple and yellow. James tells time with Lakers information. <laughs> it's weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I've, never been, I've never been to a Dodgers game. 
I'm not a huge. We we've been to one basketball game together, you and I. It was I. Clippers, and it was sick. It was the best. It was so fun. Dodgers games for me were always something that like every retail job I had <laughs> that was like their team building field trip, and I never went. What? Yeah, like it was always like once a year. It was like we go to the Dodger game together, but like you had to like pay for your ticket. And I'm like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy a ticket. I'm like, go with my go with your friends. I love her. <laughs> with your boo. Um, but something that really stood out to me and made me go on a whole train of thought was when I was hearing people celebrate outside my window, I could really tell that um, some of the men were crying based on like the like the sound of their voice. Like they were like celebrating and I was like, You're fucking crying, dude. Like wow. like that sound of just like, yeah. Like like I could hear that. Yeah. Because I don't know, I kinda live in a the street I'm on feels like a echo chamber kind of. So I was hearing all kinds of things, but it was really like an emotional celebration. And I started thinking of all the times. I actually made a meme about this for the last World Cup. I forgot what year, maybe like two years ago. Um that was I made like a whole like meme um, series about how uh, sports are like the vessel that allows men to cry passionately mm. <laughs> and it's like some of the first times you see your like dad cries is like sports mm-hmm. no no <laughs> my dad would like blow his top like, <laughs> like but only for it was only for like Brazilian soccer like the football games yeah, yeah. Um, but that was a constant in my household it was like you know World Cup major emotions, yeah. and then every once in a while they would have. Um, there was just random times in my life where we had cable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes we had cable, sometimes we didn't. But when we did, we had like the um, like the Mexican TV stations that mm-hmm. would show all the soccer games that ESPN like wasn't. And so it'd be sometimes little soccer games, and those were like micro emotions. And the World Cup was just a big, giant, emotional <laughs> experience. And it was the first times that I would see my dad cry. Wow. <laughs> was um, during the anthem, which was a Brazilian anthem. Yeah. yeah. And it would always be like during the anthem, and then, you know, of course, if they won, and then if they didn't win, it would be, you know, literally like tantrums like throwing pillows and I remember one time they won and he like picked up my sister and it was like you're on and I was like I wish I was in I wish I was right next to you I wanted to be picked up um the only time I saw my dad get emotional during a sports game was during the world series when he sat in his own nachos (laughs) but that's because he was sitting in his own nachos yeah, that's, that's rough. But it was like, it felt tied. Whenever I watch, think of the World Series, I think of my dad sitting in his nachos. Like our homemade nachos, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Microwave. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know. Um, when was the first time you saw your dad cry? Mm, well, I've only seen was him cry once. Deep? Oh my God. Yeah, that was when, not when his dad passed away, but. Oof. It was after. <laughs> He, so he wrote a letter to his siblings about the things he would think about when he thought about his dad. Just voluntarily? Yeah. Well, my dad is like a little, he's actually a beautiful writer, long form oh, wow. writer. And um, he, so he wrote this letter and he, I said, well, can you read it to me? Because I wanted mm-hmm. him to, you know, share <laughs> with the class. <laughs> and so I said, I just, I wanted him to share uh, his emotions with me. Because so you asked him to write it? No, he wrote it for his siblings. Mm, and then kept it private, and you were like, let me check it out. I think he was going to send it to them. Mm. And he was like, I wrote this thing about my dad. 
and I said, oh, can I, can I hear it? Mm. And so he read it out loud and it was really beautiful. It was just, you know, things where it was like, I'll think of him under the apple tree in our backyard or all the things that I didn't really know him too well because he was in Chicago. Mm. So it was things that I didn't know about him but little tiny, like the things that compile a life, right? Mm-hmm. And at some point he said something, and I don't know what exactly got him, and he just sort of broke down and started mm. to cry. And then he held it back. Mm. And he immediately, like, like pursed his lips and, like, swallowed it mm. and kept reading. But he took a second, and it was like he was being overcome. But that, I wouldn't even really call that crying, you know? It was like a... <gasps> it was a cry, like he wanted to cry. Mm. And that was the closest I ever came, I'm pretty sure, yeah, to seeing him cry. Damn. Yeah. But my mom used to say that he would cry around her, mm-hmm. you know. Just maybe not in front of the general public. <laughs> yeah. For you. Yeah. Um, wow. But what a kind of, like, beautiful experience to have with your dad, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, it's quite rare. And I was lucky that he was at least willing to read that. Totally. To me, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I love seeing men cry in general. Like me I think too. it's a really beautiful thing and um when I get lucky enough to see like a partner cry, it's mm-hmm. nice, you know. Oh totally. I was thinking about because I was like in my head I was thinking like men crying is hot, but mm-hmm. like not all of it. <laughs> like I mean because I was thinking about it, and I was like some men cry and they're crying and they're just crying. And then like other men I feel like they like, they, they have this, like, very, like, freaky reaction to their own crying. And they, like, want you to, like, witness. They're like, I'm crying. Yeah. And you're like, dude, been doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like, an alien invasion of yeah. their bodies. Yeah. Like, there's this, I've experienced men crying in this very genuine way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. You're, like, doing it. And it's hot. Yeah. And you're not making it this big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. And then other guys will cry and be like, you know, it's almost like someone's like they're blaming somebody. Mm-hmm. They're like, so I'm crying and someone's responsible for this. Yeah. It's like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> we could just enjoy it. Someone to hold my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I think my first boyfriend was the best crier I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like... I could have been with him forever for his crying. (laughs) In what way? Um, It was like, he cried often, and he owned it. But it was always, like, I have these memories of him, like, driving. (laughs) And then he'd start crying, and you wouldn't know because he wouldn't make a lot of sounds. But Mm -hmm. he had these huge eyes, these huge, giant, like, green eyes. Mm -hmm. And then he'd look over, and then they would literally be, like, pools at the base of his eyes. And then they would slowly leak out. And it was just very... It's very cartoonish. It was so cartoonish. Yeah. And it was, it was like, so beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I haven't seen as many men cry. I've, I once went through... Um, I had a, a boyfriend's, like, family member die. Mm-hmm. And... Um, okay, I just had fear that I was off. Okay. <laughs> I had a boyfriend's family member die pretty early in the relationship... And he, like, I was with him for some of that, and I was there for those tears. And I remember being like, oh, this this is so cool, but you're so, you're actually really in pain, and so I can't, like, relish the tears, you know? Mm. Wait, what do you mean, like? Like, I loved seeing him cry because it was, like, vulnerable, but Mm -hmm. it was also super sad. 
mm-hmm. know, it was like such a heavy thing that I could mm-hmm. couldn't be like, you look good. You know? Yeah, like part of you was like, I'm observing this great spectacle, and the other yeah. half was like, okay, wait, but now I have to help. Yeah, like I I can't just be like, hey, you look you look hot, you know, because yeah. it was like. <laughs> It feels like that when yeah. men cry. It feels yeah. like a spectacle, and then you want to take it in. And yeah. You're like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I have a, a crier experience that I love, which is um, like just seeing like a beautiful movie or music video. Mm, best. And that's a beautiful cry because it's just like, just a simple, like you just look over there, just simple tears mm-hmm. rolling Moved. down the face. And it's like the fact that that's okay for mm. him to feel that way is like, that's so nice. But and it feels so natural. It feels natural. It doesn't feel performative because it's not like it's actually watching some mm-hmm. other performance, you know, mm-hmm. is driving them to that. Yeah. I was thinking about the nature of crying and I was thinking about how some of it is a cry for help. Like some mm-hmm. crying you can even say is like babies cry to get attention and get mm-hmm. what they need. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's like so many different forms of crying. And maybe that's kind of what we're getting at, which is like, being moved Mm -hmm. and it just naturally kind of pooling out and there's kind of the crying that feels it has it will always have an aspect of performance because it wants a response or it wants a result or it wants whether that is simply just attention and someone to say oh my god you're crying or you know it's part of a process you know but the genuine cry really you know yeah yeah, it is. There are so many types of cry. As someone who has cried a lot in life, mm-hmm. there's many different types of crying. So many different crying styles. Yeah. Too. What's my crying style? I'll tell you yours too. <laughs> um, I think you don't cry that often. I really don't. And I then wish when you cry more. Yeah, when you do, it's kind of <laughs> like I've always been like, oh, she's crying. And like it starts <laughs> off very like. It's like you start within yourself and then it comes out and this little, it feels like little, little like child Gabby is like, mm. comes out and then you're like, oh my goodness, because you're like a very, your presence is very um, mature, I would say mm. in, in a lot of ways. And then when you cry, it feels like, a, it just feels like you're a little kid Wow. and it's very silent and then it becomes big, mm. big, big sobs. Do I make faces? You just look very sad. It's a very sad face. Mm. It's the sad. It's a. It's the epitome of sad, like sad mm. embodied, but in this like, like child way. Ooh. Ooh. Package. One moment, please. Yes, that was a doorbell. That was one of the coolest things. Never had a doorbell in my life until this apartment. We'll be right back. Right, we're back. We should use that the doorbell sound. In the future, as like a guest speaker introduction, like oh my God, we have a guest. Yeah, you can run down the stairs, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll do yeah. Click it. Yeah, yeah. that'll be funny. That'd be very put 80s, in the works. 80s of us. Yeah, I love it. Um, where were we? Okay, how do I? How you cry? Okay, you cry. I was thinking about it because you cried like last month. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and that was the first time in a while that I've yeah. seen you cry. You cry in this way that's very like. You don't want to, but you have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like you'll and it, you kind of, and you'll sort of be like, I just, I just, I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which and it's almost this thing where, and I'm always surprised because I always think it's important to cry, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of my other friends who cry, it's always like they 
they cry and they like they want me to see it mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, even though we're so close I'm always surprised at how you don't want me to see you cry or you want it to stop mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah why well, I just cried so much like there was a year <laughs> where I cried every single day for like six months true you're I'm just like cryer. over it you know I'm kind of over it yeah you're like this again yeah they're not emoting. I tried to take this beautiful video of, mm. this is totally a tangent, we'll probably Love cut it. it out, but there was a video <laughs> of like a fish tank at mm. a Thai place recently, mm-hmm. and the song I was playing was the Big Boys Don't Cry, that song. Oh, I'm not in love. Oh, weird. And That's I was filming song. the fish, mm. and my phone just didn't capture it, and I was like, this is gold, and I looked like and it was this morning, and it just... Big Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, oh my god. Was, that does relate. Yeah, it does. Boys don't cry. Oh my god, let's play that. Okay, yeah. This is actually, let's play um, this part of this song. Okay, so we're playing this tidbit of this song, which is I'm Not in Love by 10cc. Yeah, and just just imagine a blue fish <laughs> swimming around in the aquarium and it looks at you. In a Thai place. Yeah. fish kind of swims away now wow i did fully imagine the blue fish and i had an experience thank you jane anyhow that was a wonderful time um but this concludes our interlude (laughs) this is it guys (laughs) um but i had a moment yesterday where i i've been slowly you know i think you and i i think we're both like this we're like what what the fuck is sports Mm -hmm. like you know it's some bro shit um, and then I've had a slow understanding of how fun they can be, but also like the purpose of them. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking yesterday when I was yelling out the window to those people and having a great time, um, <laughs> just being like, LA, um, I was like, well, sports among many, many other things, you know, I would even say like movies that make you cry, um, just things exist to move us. It's like sports is essentially just a vessel where you're allowed to express certain emotions. Mm, yeah. And it, and it and it's literally just set up to activate certain emotions. And, like, whether that's anger, whether that's tears, whether that's intense pride, it's essentially, I mean, just like how we talked about conceptual art mm-hmm. yes, last time, it's like you create this arena where you're allowed to feel things and allowed to explore things. They're allowed to become important, and then you're allowed to be a certain way within those confines and then everyone lets you yeah so it's like a man crying in the stands oh he's passionate he has pride for his yeah. city and that's he gets to do that he knows that yeah definitely yeah that, that totally makes sense it's also a, a way for people just to connect you know hardcore i was thinking the concert yeah. it's really similar to a concert mm-hmm. and i was thinking in that sense too where you have to choose to buy into it mm-hmm. like i truly believe that like with a concert for example is like you have to choose to be a fan. Like, you have to choose to be like, I'm going to take this the fuck in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to put my hands in the air. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the appropriate time. And it's a gift. Yeah. And then, in return, you get to kind of magnify your emotions tenfold. Yeah. And then sports do that for some people. Yeah, I think a lot of experiences are just, like, choosing to buy into it. Yeah, and they're opportunities to magnify ourselves. Yeah. To be the infinity mirror. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Like, so much of life, you know, in this time, 
is really just we're inventing and taking part and becoming aids to help people like magnify their emotions Mm -hmm. that's literally what's also interesting too with sports specifically is like it's you're watching like other bodies performing great feats that you might not be able to perform yourself mm-hmm. so it's a like out of body experience because mm. you're essentially feeling the things for and with people who are doing doing it mm-hmm. concerts too mm-hmm. wow but heading back to the sports theme dad theme mm. um I was thinking it was like my my dad really cried during the anthem. That was the main thing. It was like there was a lot of like rage during the games, but the anthem was really where it happened during the Brazilian anthem. And my family, including my mother, who's not Brazilian, um, she's Austrian. She used to always say, "Oh, the Austrian theme is is the, the anthem. The national anthem is so pathetic." <laughs> and they were like, "The Brazilian anthem is the most beautiful in the world." Mm-hmm. And so I grew up always being like, "The Brazilian anthem is the most beautiful in the world." <laughs> Um, and it was a big part of my childhood. And still now, if I listen to the anthem, I get, like, teared up because that's just, like, it's like when you train a dog. You know, it's yeah, like the anthem the is Pavlovian tear response. time. But it is such a beautiful, gorgeous anthem. And thinking about this whole topic earlier this morning, I looked it up again and listened to it and then, like, looked up the lyrics. Um, but anthems are very much in the sports arena. Like, mm-hmm. do they come up anywhere else? Or is it just before a game? Like, you'd think that they would be... (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, um, mm. like, they would be more... (laughs) They would be around more. Yeah, I guess we do the Pledge of Allegiance in school, but the anthem isn't present. Like, shouldn't they, like, play the anthem before a debate? Like, not that I, like, want that, but, like, isn't that the whole point? Uh When you have an anthem to, like, use it as much as possible. (laughs) Yeah, it's... That is interesting. Well, I also think anthems are... Unless they have a really specific context... Mm then they can be, like, a little bit scary. Well, they're all kind of like, battle. They all have, it's like, nationalism battle. and, like, yeah, it's, like... So maybe that's why they only play it in sports, because it's, like, a battle cry. I was mm-hmm. looking at some lyrics of different ones, and it's always, like, we are the, the biggest, the baddest. Yeah, watch out. But, like, you're only the biggest and the baddest when someone else is in the room. Yeah. Not too crazy about that theory. Yeah. <laughs> the land of... I'm trying to think of what our anthem the Okay, we can US play hand. it. Okay, so, you know what? I want to play... You know, I'm going to show you guys a bit of the Brazilian anthem because it really is very pretty. And it actually reminds me of being at Disneyland. Ooh. Yeah, it has a Disneyland energy. I would love to see the year. Okay, so let's have a little... Let's look at some anthems, right? Let's do it. Anthem segment. Let's have an anthem moment. Okay, so for the Brazilian anthem, first I'm going to play the opening, the instrumental opening, because that's just, like, where it's at. And then I'll play some lyrics. So here's the opening. It feels it has like nutcracker energy. Exactly. No, it feels very whimsical, very pretty, very like symphony. It's yeah. Um, can you look up the year that this was? Mm -hmm. And then I'll play the lyric portion a little bit because that also sounds like okay. The lyric portion of the Brazilian anthem sounds like little dutiful elves. (laughs) You're gonna love it, James. Eighteen thirty one. Eighteen thirty one. Francisco Manuel da Silva. Wow. Okay, let's hear these, this, like, elf vibe. Okay, 
Okay, so you have an idea. It sounds so sweet, but it makes me feel like I'm in small world. Eternally lying on a splendid cradle to the sound of sea and under deep skylight. Thou flashes, Brazil, crocket of America. <laughs> Illuminated by the sun of the new world. Oh, the new world. Mm. Okay, that really caught my attention that they mentioned the new world. Yeah, it says, Thou shinest, illuminated by the sun of the old world, by the sound of sea and the light of the deep sky. But I couldn't help but, I was like, looked at the Brazilian anthem, and I was like, they talk about battle, and they talk about the flag, but it's really about, like, they bring up a lot of earthy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, the flowers, the sun, the bosom, our life in thy bosom, um, homeland. And it's super... I don't know, it's just it's like very like fertile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also biased because I think Brazil is the center of the universe. They're also right on the equator, so I'm allowed, you know. Yeah. I mean classicfm.com does say that Nash- Brazil's national anthem is easily up there. Wow. Classic FM. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks guys. Um should we look at let's look at the US cuz that was another thing too is in my house it was like what the hell is the United States anthem? Anthem. All right, here we have the United States of America's national anthem. It's called the Star-Spangled Banner. It's a square. It's very square. That was actually really long. Oh, that was between. From the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. I know, they're like death death yeah well this is probably about the like revolution the british revolution thing true it was pretty hard yeah like it's not it's not like a celebratory like when was it written we have to look okay so it was written after a key witness the maryland fort being bombarded by the british during the war of 1812 mm, 1812 okay so this is a it's it like is a, a battle song yeah it's a battle song for sure like in it but it's such a specific what i don't like about it is it's such a specific time clearly like yeah. the song is a specific moment a specific battle it's weird then, that it's our anthem yeah it's yeah. like dude like you're really just gonna get this one moment especially <laughs> because the country has so much to it um in terms of natural wonder we really could yeah. have done a really awesome well there's that other song that we had to learn in school what was it oh, the Purple mountains majesty yeah that one's a little more earthy yeah. what's the deal with that so why is there a national anthem and then why is there a Purple Mountain's Majesty. <laughs> like, what's the oh. difference? We're going to find that out right now. But for background, um, for anyone who's not in the U.S., we had to sing the... We had to learn how to sing the Purple Mountain America Majesty. America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful. Yeah, check the year. Who wrote that? It's just a patriotic song. It was written by a woman, Catherine Lee Bates. Oh, my God. We used to have to do the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Mm-hmm. Every morning with yeah. the P.A.? I was um, one of the, like, announcement people in high school. Really? <laughs> yeah, and um, that was What, fun. you'd get on the PA in the morning? Yeah, I did it with a couple other people, and we would be like, hey, you know, here's our announcements. And I think we would also do the pledge. In high school? In high school, yeah. You went to a wild high school. I know. Well, I went to three, but the last yeah. one, that was the one that was... <laughs> it was like you could have been the principal of that school. I know. <laughs> and they wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sick. Let's look at some other anthems that like we've never heard before. Um, what about what's trending? <laughs> New Zealand, Australia. I would like to see Australia's um, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Want to do Australia? Yeah. 
Okay, we got Australia coming in hot. For we are young and free. It's called Advance Australia Fair. What does that mean? They are talking, okay, the lyrics, their lyrics are also more broad and not focused on a single battle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it seems like they're complimenting themselves and saying that their soil is rich and that their sea is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Our land abounds in nature's gifts. This is good. This is interesting. This replaced... They're the British national anthem, God Save the Queen. Which they originally had. They originally had. Oh, interesting. So this is, who's this? This is Italy. Okay, I really like this one. Good. It sounds really playful. Like, it kind of sounds like, it sounds like the language. Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, it literally sounds like you're, like, in... Like a kitchen, like banging pots, but like it sounds good. Oh, so this is—it like, starts out really rough, but then it gets beautiful. They talk about blood too, the land of our birth. Oh, so they're kind of like in their song, they've kind of like invented an enemy. Like they're like, you're gonna try to, to kill us, but you can't. Let us unite, reveal to everyone the ways of the Lord. Wow, kind of sick. For I think we should um, let's listen to Japan. This is a single woman singing it in a stadium, so we'll see how this sounds. Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Okay, that's so pretty. I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> so it's only 11 measures, and it's the shortest national anthem. In the world? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, what does it say? Poem. So this is the Japanese anthem, national anthem lyrics, and it's, May your reign continue for a thousand, eight thousand generations until the tiny pebbles grow into massive boulders, lush with moss. Wild. That's so gorgeous. Yeah. Japan might take the cake. Yeah. Speaking of national anthems, um, JT Firstman posted a video of him sending in his ballot to the mm. ballot box. And the caption is, remember the national anthem, well, this is her now, feel old. Mm. So I thought I would play that for us. Yeah, let's hear it. He's funny as food. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. It's so um it's so like catty and real. Yeah, it's the petty <laughs> energy we need now. It really is. Yeah. It's getting close to the wire. Mm-hmm. JT Firstman's great. Also, he lives in our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that's our ballot box. I've seen box. him three times. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the times I saw him, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just going to act like a fan. <laughs> and I did. 
And it was fun. I was like, oh my god, and I took a picture of him. Can't believe you saw him. Got Two, three that. times. I saw him once in line, and, and he was really sunburned. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's You guys are on the same rhythm. Like, we just need to do what you do in the day to see yeah. him. He's always dressed extremely well. That's what mm-hmm. I like. Because I'm never dressed well when I go out. And I'm like, imagine if I, every time I went to just the corner store, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was dressed as well as JT Persman, I would happily, <laughs> I'd happily be alive now. <laughs> but really, like, I just, like, or, like, navigate the world in such a practical way yeah so he's always extremely well dressed doing basic things um just tracking this guy uh so i guess that brings up the election so you and i are voting today actually because we have a ballot box in our neighborhood yeah so we can just drop it off we got the voter guide mm-hmm. um we have yeah. several voter guides several voter instagram. guides yeah. Yeah, instagram and like yeah it's on we'll see how it goes we're we're getting there what are your, do you have any voting premonitions, worries, um, fears, excitements? I am, I, my thing is just, I wonder how long it's going to take to actually get the results. You don't think it's going to happen the night of? I want it to, you know. Does it always? Yes. Like the night of, we just know. Except for the 2000 election, which was a whole other thing. Mm. But, and when that happens, it went to the courts um, but we'll see. I, I'm trying not to think about it too much in terms of what it will be the night of. feels like prom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it just feels like, you know, what's it going to be like? It's probably not going to be great. I don't want to think about it. Also, like, yeah, it's more... It's like what's intense is how everyone feels. Yeah. You know, I, I don't don't want to think about civil unrest but that's also a very big Mm -hmm. possibility um i do think i feel like biden will win Mm -hmm. um just based on the polling but we said that last time so i know i have that big perception too where i remember literally like genuinely laughing in 2016 because someone was like i think trump's gonna win and i was like have you not been paying attention yeah and even now they've been showing that um that percentage thing where they're like it was like cnn or something reported that like hillary was like 90 percent ahead mm. um i personally like if i'm being completely honest i have a couple theories I just like to be, ever since that 2016 election, I, I want to be really hyper aware of the bubble I live in, mm-hmm. both IRL and URL in the sense that like my algorithm, it's like there's nobody in my algorithm that would that votes for Trump or at least doesn't say that they would, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then on top of that, my entire neighborhood, like my physical <laughs> neighborhood mm-hmm. is full of, um, you know, signs that are for Democratic parties. Um which is also, like, you know, that doesn't mean that everyone's, you know. Yeah. Because it's, like, not every house has their sign up for it. Yeah. But, um, so for me, it's, like, if I was perceiving the world as what I'm seeing, I'd be, like, oh, of course Biden's yeah. going to win. But the other side I feel about it, which, and I've had this conversation with a couple people, is, like, this is kind of my prediction from an observational perspective. And obviously this isn't what I want to happen. Right. But I'll just put it on record, I guess. And I'm interested to see if, you know, my prediction on human behavior is right Mm -hmm. but I just feel like the past couple years like the essential the culture online especially is if you're not saying something 
that fits into the views of the left or the Democratic Party, you get canceled and shut out. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're wearing a Trump shirt or saying something on Twitter. So what ends up happening is I don't think it ends up making people change their minds. Mm-hmm. I think it just makes them end up being quiet right. and festering in anger that they can't express how they feel, whether how they feel is harmful or not. Yeah. But from an emotional perspective, it's like you have, you know, you have your little Twitter nugget or your shirt and then somebody exposes you online and then you're just mm-hmm. mad. And, and then the reaction is, you know, like say nothing, but, but like angrily you're still yourself. Yeah. And I, I have this feeling where I'm like, well... If in the U.S. everyone who's a Trump supporter or who, like, leans in that direction is so... And maybe even people who don't lean in that direction, but people who've been canceled, you know, Mm -hmm. is, like, are they... Is that going to be their old... You know, the one, two, you know, is that going to be their knockout? Like, when you look at these things like a fight, like, is that going to be their, like, secret weapon in the end where I'm just going to vote and make everyone I know vote? And what are you going to say when we still have our guy? Yeah. Also, Trump is uh, very much using cancel culture to his, to his benefit. To his benefit. Yeah. yeah, he's being like, oh, do you want these crazies? Like, yeah, yeah. he's very much. Yeah, Which he's, is yeah. just crazy that he made a speech about cancel culture in front of Mount Rushmore. I'm like, what, what has happened? <laughs> just, it's gotten to the main office. Yeah, yeah. we've gotten to that mountain. Um... I do, I will say, like, I think if the pandemic hadn't happened, I would be way less optimistic. Um, Mm. I think the pandemic obviously has been absolutely horrible, but I think that might be the one thing that brings Trump down Mm. because it's, it's affected so many people. Um, And there are people I've heard, you know, um, interviews where it's like he didn't do it and he did what he could mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of people who lost people and totally and it was just and the economy it's so I do think that has been the one thing that brought if, if it, it brings him down I think that would be the reason why yeah like magnified everything so yeah. anyone who was maybe on the fence is like oh okay no, yeah like, exactly truly. the fence people I think it might yeah. have flipped some fence people like people who are like I don't know about universal healthcare you know mm-hmm. and then they like couldn't and they lose it. their job yeah and they're like wait yeah that's so yeah. true I'll never yeah. forget that story you told me when you were sort of you were like a, a nanny for this like wealthy lady yeah yeah I was babysitting for this was shortly after the 2016 election and I was babysitting she voted for Trump she voted for Trump and her two kids and that was when um, my dad was uninsured and found out that he had cancer very mm-hmm. advanced um, and and I was talking to her about all the things he was going through and then she mm-hmm. was like I never really thought about healthcare. Ugh, I think about that all the time. Yeah. I think about that all the fucking time. I'm like, you've never in your life talked to someone who didn't have insurance. Like, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about a bubble, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that just goes to show you. It's like those people don't, like they live their life having jobs and having parents with jobs and mm-hmm. healthcare. And they're like, oh yeah, you just go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. And the really interesting thing about her was she actually lost her husband um, to cancer as well. And she she still didn't have that, yeah, perspective because she had a Cedars-Sinai, a Mm. wealthy hospital treatment, you know, it's... So mad. um, So we'll see. 
We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to... The ballot box is real, real damn cute. Real cute, real cute. It's like a block away from me. Yeah. When it showed up, I was like, what are you? <laughs> Did you hear about the ballot box that was set on fire? I knew that would happen. Oh, I was nice. actually wondering, I haven't looked yet, but I'm like, how big is the slot? Mm -hmm. Like, is it so tiny that it only fits this so people don't put, like, strange miscellaneous? But you could fit a matchstick through there. Absolutely, yeah. You could fit a ballot box. A fire. burning ballot on. <laughs> <laughs> not, these aren't ideas. <laughs> this is not, this is not a suggestion Not pod. a suggestion, no. This um, isn't an art piece yeah, suggestion I, pod. I volunteered to be a poll worker and they never called me. Damn. But I wanted to be a little pole elf. Rejected, rejected yeah. from the pole. Um, yeah, I'm excited to put the ballot in there, see yeah. what happens. And what, it's on Tuesday, thir Wednesday. Oh One week God, from today so is the election. Soon. No, six days. Oh, less than that. Yeah, because today is Wednesday and it's on Tuesday. <gasps> oh my God. Dude. Yeah, I definitely want Trump out of office. And for any reason, I mean, I don't... Politics are so elusive and I don't like to pretend like I can even get a handle on what's fucking going on because the story changes every five seconds. Mm -hmm. I'm just tired of living in the context of Trump. Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, that's for sure. It's like I'm tired of, like, him being, like, the town square for everyone's politics. Yeah. It's like, how close are you to Trump? How far are you from Trump? It's just like, dude, like... Well, he's just been, a, like, a four-year distraction from he's so real issues. Yeah, I he's, know. like, this caricature. And it's like, even the people who fight against that still uphold it by mm. like making him the the puppet master all the yeah. time but yeah I mean, he's such a character i'm talking yeah. about um, the he's like nothing he's just a giant show yeah it's a big show big show um yeah big show energy what a name to have too i know it's wild because that is a word like what is it what's the definition of trump when you're <laughs> you're better than someone else right which is insane yeah a playing card of the suit chosen to rank above the others. Beat someone or something by doing something better. Mm -hmm. That's what's so wild. I know. Also. It's crazy to me that his son's name is Baron Trump. <laughs> Baron, I've... <laughs> I'm Baron of Trump. Be like he's, ah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's gonna... The curse ends here. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> I had a dream about Joe Biden. Oh, really? I had a dream about both of them. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you want to tell him? Yeah, tell I just saw the Joe Biden one because the Trump one's really weird. Yeah, tell the Biden one. Okay. Yeah. The Biden one. Okay, I had a dream very recently where Joe Biden was like a family member of mine. Like he was like like a great uncle or something and we had to go to an old folks home to make my great aunt sign something and we go there and I look over at Biden we're in the waiting room waiting for her and I look over at him and he's wearing Tims <laughs> and like thick socks and really cool cuffed pants and then he has like a it's like a cheetah like a puffy jacket but it's like not bright cheetah like it's like faded cheetah it looks vintage and i was like whoa i was like biden you look really good today like did you dress yourself and i was like i should probably take a photo with you for instagram that was my dream did he look pretty accurate like they look a little bit older it was just him in the face. Yeah. He had a youthful vibe, though, yeah. with the clothes. But he, he, he didn't, he wasn't, like, wrinkly in my dream. Yeah, He yeah. was, like, <laughs> he was, like, from the TV. Yeah. <sighs> my Trump dream, I guess everyone's like, what's the Trump dream? But it was very strange. It was, like, he was walking up to an altar, and he had, like, a little doll in his hand. Yeah. It was basically, to sum it up, I, I was at the White House very late at night, and I was walking, and... I'm at the White House in my dream, and I'm like, oh, I heard there's a secret altar down this driveway. 
and I walk down it and as I'm walking down it, I notice that Trump is also on his way to that altar and I was like whoa and I like talked to him I'm like am I allowed to be here <laughs> and he was like I come here every night and then we I talked to him a little bit and then we go to the altar and like he has his moment at the altar and then I walk away and there's another group of people that are also like at the altar <laughs> and then we're all at the altar <laughs> um there's a group of people that's also with me and they're like it's so crazy that he's here and I was like I know freaky um yeah just a weird witchy moment so I had a witchy moment with Trump in my dream and then I had a like streetwear moment with Biden <laughs> I think that that's a good like, that could be a good omen like Trump is yeah. trying to conjure something because he needs the powers and then yeah, Biden's, Biden's just, just like chilling in some like Timberland so yeah, like, I don't even walk that quickly sliding in the DMs yeah yeah that's real yeah so I think we should end on a more soothing note yeah definitely <laughs> so any like good news anything Joey learned how to dance Joey learned how to dance um it's like a hand motion Joey's if you're just tuning in is James puppy Little Chinese crested powder puff. She's a Chinese crested powder puff. She's very smart, very willing, and she can dance on her hind legs now. Yeah, which with is hand great. movements guiding her. It's really good. We got a big tree for our apartment. Really? Yeah, you have to see it. Oh my god, this, I'm, this is news to me. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it was an impulse buy yesterday. Um, How did you transport it? In in a, like a car, we just pulled it into the car. Like, I mean, but if it's a tree... It's a big tree. Was it vertical? It was, like, horizontal across the whole car. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's exciting. Was the dog with you when you got the tree? No. Okay, no, good. That would have been really That would have been a lot, a lot. Um, yeah, what else? Oh, I pre-ordered um, my favorite person on Instagram, I guess, at Alejandra Smits. Um, came out with her poetry book for pre-order. I ordered that this morning. It's beautiful. I'm so excited. It's amazing that it's bilingual. It's really, really I know. Cool. Yeah. I noticed that. Like she showed the video of her uh, like switching the covers. Mm-hmm. And it's like every like upside down. I always mm-hmm. thought that that's really good. That also really fits her uh, her um, energy. Mm-hmm. Love her. There's also the Nat Ministry came out with something that I thought was really the nap ministry on instagram if you look at the nap ministry one of my favorite pages um she released this hotline and every tuesday you can call this number i mean you could call anytime but every tuesday the message changes and you call a number and there's a recorded message from her and i called it and it was this really wonderful quote on freedom Mm. and let me pull up the phone number so the phone number is one eight three three L U V Naps. So you know, love naps. One eight three three love naps. So you call that, and it feels very nostalgic and calming, and just takes me back to the nineties, mm-hmm. <laughs> but with a modern message. Hotline bling. Hotline bling. So I guess um, that's our show. That's our show. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode two. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you for the the launch. It was like the first night was like, I always like to look at views and compare them to if it was like an in real life, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a book signing. Uh, like you know, it's like you couldn't fit five hundred people in a bar- Barnes and Noble, yeah. but five hundred people listened to the pod on the first night, and then by the morning it was at a thousand. 
that's really cool. It's really, really cool. So fun. Yeah. Um, we're hanging. Um, thank you so much, and I guess we'll keep going. See you next time. See ya. Thank you.